Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. Wow, what's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner. Man, we got some news today, guys. You guys know the Patriots owned the rights to Rob Gronkowski after he retired, right? You know, he retired uh, this past season, so he didn't play in the 2019 season. Well, they just traded Rob Gronkowski to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to be paired with his uh, all-time great, the GOAT quarterback and Tom Brady. They traded him in a seven-round pick. Uh, to Tampa Bay for a fourth-round pick. Oh, my God, look at the weapons that Tom Brady is going to have. So, first off, Rob Gronkowski is probably the greatest tight end to ever play this game. Um, almost, when I say almost, he he actually redefined the tight end position. He is a monster, straight-up beast. Um, but let's take a look into some of his stats. So, we haven't seen him play last year because he, he was retired, but the year before that, his last season in the league, you're looking at what this guy did. So you guys know I do data analytics on the side. Um, I actually consult my services to a uh, sports agency so that they can go get clients. And I have a, a an NCN, which is called a Nino's Corner number, right, guys? And that number is basically a QBR for skill position. So I do like a QBR metric for your wide receivers, your tight ends, and your, and your running backs. And so my NCN for Rob Gronkowski was – in 2018 season, he had an NCN of 51.01, which ranked him ninth amongst all tight ends that had a minimum of 32 targets over that over that 16 game span. So Rob Gronkowski had 47 catches um, on 72 targets, 682 yards, 14.5 uh, yards to catch, and three touchdowns. So ranking him the number nine tight end in the league that year. Guess who was number three? Number three was his teammate, O.J. Howard, his, his future teammate, O.J. Howard, who uh, had a NCN of 63.81, a Nino's corner number of 63.81, third-ranked tight end, 34 catches on 48, rece- on 48 targets, 565 yards, 16.6 yards to carry, and five touchdowns. Now, guys, you have arguably OJ Howard is a monster, but his his NCN this past year wasn't the best because he had to split a lot of the catches with um, with Cameron Brake. But he was still one of the top, uh, I think, 24, 25 tight ends in the league. So um, but, you know, him and Brake were both in the top 24 to 25 tight ends in the league. Um, so just imagine if he got all those catches and targets like he should have gotten. Um, then his his NCN would have been a whole lot uh, higher. And then you had to look at the fact that he had Jameis throwing the ball, which they had a, a, an explosive season. But, uh, you know, Jameis threw the ball away a lot and, and Jameis threw the ball to the, to the other team a lot. But that's a whole other conversation. But you got a guy like Rob Gronkowski and you're pairing him with O.J. Howard to be your tight ends. And then, guys, you have the wide receivers. And this past year, in the 2019 season, guys, Tom Brady has two of the top – Eight wide receivers by my metrics, guys. So the NCN actually ranks how effective and efficient the player is. So it's player efficiency when it comes to the skill positions. Um, and it's a, it, it's a seven-part formula. I'm not going to tell you what all goes into that formula because it's my proprietary formula. But the number one wide receiver last year per NCN in the 2019 season was Chris Godwin from Tampa Bay. 
86 catches, 121 targets, 1,333 yards, 15.5 yards a catch, nine touchdowns. And he ranked with a 74.54 BSN, ranking him the number one wide receiver in the league last year based on efficiency and effectiveness. The number two guy was Michael Thomas. And guess what, guys? He was eight points less, nearly eight points less on the on the on the NCN, the Nino's corner number than Chris Godwin was. Now let's look. Mike Evans came in as the number eight wide receiver based upon my Nino's corner number. He had a 60.64 BS, I'm sorry, NCN number, 72 catches, uh, I'm sorry, 67 catches on 118 targets, 1,157 yards, 17.3 yards a catch and eight touchdowns. So Brady, has the number one, the number eight wide receivers. He also has arguably the greatest tight end to ever play the game, coming back a year fresher, not having to play football for a year, get his body straight so he can make a this one last run with his homeboy. And then you got O.J. Howard, who was a straight monster at the tight end position. I think we're going to see the best out of him now that we have a – a quarterback who loves to utilize the tight end position. This is going to be amazing, guys. I am geeked up and excited. And you guys know I am a Cowboy fan, but I am a football fan just overall. So I love good football, and I think football is so good when your your stars shine. All right? When your stars shine, the game is great. So this is going to be amazing, guys. The only thing I think that the Bucks have to shore up, guys, is going to have to be that running back position. Now, mind you, last year they had Ronald Jones, who didn't have a bad season last year. Ronald Jones uh, ranked in when it comes to the overall running back number. I break it up into two different categories, right, guys? You have a category that the running backs have at least 100 attempts rushing and at least 32 targets, so like that dual threat running back. And then you have guys that didn't have the targets that just rushed the ball and had just only 100 attempts. Well, on a dual threat, on a dual capable uh, running back, uh, Ronald Jones, who was a USC alum, guys, came out. I think they draft. I think Tampa Bay drafted him in the second round a couple of years ago. He ranked him as the number 16th running back based upon my Nino's corner number. He had a 44.69. Uh, and so let's take a look. 44.69, Ronald Jones, 172 rushes. 724 yards, six touchdowns rushing, another 31 receptions for 309 yards with no touchdown. So he's averaging almost 10 yards a catch. And I don't I don't have my calculator here to do my quick math, but he has a pretty decent um yard per rush there. Uh so I would say four, actually over over four yards a rush. Um so yeah. Not a bad guy to have in your backfield. Is he that every down back that they're going to want? I doubt it. They're probably going to have to go get some offensive linemen here in the draft and another running back to kind of shore things up. But, man, this is exciting. This is very exciting. I am so ready to see what this season is going to look like. Let's back it up. It's Ronald Jones, 4.2 yards to carry, guys. But – this is going to be exciting, guys. I cannot, I cannot, not, not wait to, I cannot wait to see this, guys. I cannot wait to see this. So you got Tom Brady with two of the top eight wide receivers from last year, 
throw, you know, that he's throwing the ball to. And then you bring in Rob Gronkowski at the tight end position, and you couple that with O.J. Howard, and you still got Cameron Bray. What do they do with Cameron Bray? Um, do they trade him? Do they trade O.J. Howard? I mean, now you got three tight ends in that room. You don't need all three of them, right? Oh, man, this is going to be amazing. If Tampa Bay can shore up that offensive line and give your boy Tom some time to throw that ball, that team's going to be dangerous. That team might just be the team, guys might just be the team that might be the team that's going to be that one team to beat in the NFC. And that is one tough conference too, guys. You're looking at the quarterback play in that conference, man. Think about this. You got Tom Brady, you got Drew Brees, you got Matt Ryan, and you got Teddy Bridgewater. You got three guys who have won the MVP of the league, and you got a consistent and steady hand in Teddy Bridgewater. You got guys that don't like to turn the ball over. This is going to be an exciting conference. This is going to be an exciting year. I am so pumped up to see what Tom Brady's going to do. I love to see great players do great things, guys. I always pull for the greats. Always do. I always do. When Tom Brady came back and beat the Falcons after being down by 25 in the Super Bowl, I was like, he's the GOAT. I might even the Patriots fan, but I had to appreciate it, man. Sometimes you got to look back and appreciate greatness. And I think this season, barring injury, this is going to be a great season. And I am so ready to see some football, guys. If you're ready to see some football, I need you to holler with me. Holler with me. Now, all right, guys, just want to come, come in here and give you a quick rundown of what's going to go down and how this team looks and how this team is going to stack up with these potent weapons, man. This is going to be amazing. Man, 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 man. But, guys, on that note, man, I am going to leave you guys like I always do and tell you guys to do you, do you, do you. Well, yeah, do you guys. <laughs> Don't be afraid to fail. I'll grow your environment and understand your brilliance, man. So on that note, guys, in this corner, I am out. I am out. What a way to end the day with Tom Brady getting some more weapons. I am out, guys. I'll see y'all guys tomorrow, man. Nino's Corner is out. Bye-bye. All right, guys. We're back. I know you guys thought I was gone. I thought I was gone too, man, but I just forgot to do something for you guys, man. I want to give you this uh, COVID-19 update that I have not done in, in the past, I don't know, four or five days. So let me go ahead and give you an update on how the coronavirus is affecting us today, guys. And we are currently, as of April 20th, at midnight, April 20th, 792,759 excuse me, guys, total cases of the coronavirus, guys. Now, even though we've had 792, 759 total cases, we so far have had 42,514 deaths, uh, which equates to a 5.36% death rate. 54% or nearly 54 times higher than the average flu. It's not the flu, guys. We have 42,000 deaths in the span of, let's take a look. It's April 20th yesterday. Um, so our first death was caused by coronavirus on the 29th of April. So let's just say first. Uh, so two full months, we have nearly as many people dead from the coronavirus as the flu does a full year. So guys, this isn't the flu. All right. Now, in saying that, guys, the death rate has increased uh, exponentially, guys. It has increased from pretty much from the start, went from 0% uh, 
uh, kind of plateaued at around 1.23%, 1.32. Then it just hikes up 1. 1.51, 1.63, 1.8, 1.92, 2.5, 2.71. Fast forward a couple more days, we're at 3.7, then 3.9, 4.6, all the way to now 5.36% death rate, guys. This is very, very high. It's scary out there. And the states are starting to open back up. I think I know that Alabama's opening back up on the first of May. They're opening up everything, guys. They're opening up restaurants and gyms. I think we're they're jumping the gun on that. Other states are are, are actually opening up too. I think they're jumping the gun on this, guys. The quarantining is working. That's why we're seeing less cases. And um, as as you guys know, the total amount of cases, the percentage is starting to go down. Uh, we had percentages um, just a month ago. It was a 20 to 23 percent increase in the total number of cases on a daily basis. Now that that uh, daily basis increase is just down to about three and a half percent, three point six six percent. It's been going down for the past month and a half or so. So the number of cases is starting to go down. We're starting to go in a downward. I wouldn't say a downward slope, but we're starting to kind of plateau around that three to two percent range or a three to four percent range on the increase per day on the amount of cases uh, that are discovered. However, guys, we cannot discredit what the social distancing is helping us do. The social distancing is helping us get this number down, less people out, less people at work, less people at contact with each other, um, less breathing in front of people who might have it, it equals less um less amount of chances that you're going to actually contract this uh, virus. So uh, I would just hate for us to go back to work and a second wave hits and, and we're back at square one again. We might be out for a while, guys. We might be out for a while. So just, just think about that for a minute, guys. We got people protesting about this, but I'll get into that in a whole nother episode. Um, I told one of my boys, my boy Crown, uh, Will, that uh, I want to talk about uh, – uh, about the people that are protesting going up to the state capitol with guns in their hands and how that's different from a few other things that were present in sports uh, not too long ago. So, yeah, guys. Hey, but on that note, guys, Tom Brady got some weapons. All right. He got some weapons. That's a positive. That's a positive. If you're a football fan, it's a positive. If you're not a Tom Brady fan, it might not be a positive for you, but I'm a football fan. I'm a Cowboy fan. I love Dak. I love Zeke. I love Michael Irvin and Emmitt Smith and Troy. I love the Cowboys, but I'm a football fan. I love football. And seeing Tom Brady with these weapons and Rob Gronkowski, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, O.J. Howard, Ronald Jones. Ooh, we. Ooh, we. That's a plus. That's a pro. That is a positive thing that happened today for sports. And negative things, guys, that happened today is the coronavirus death rate is still increasing, guys. And we got to get to the under wraps, man. But on that note, guys, I'm really going to end this podcast right now. I'm not going to talk too much more. just wanted to get on here and we talk about Rob Gronkowski and the Buccaneers. That's hard to say. Rob Gronkowski and Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. That's so hard to say. But anyways, guys, like we always end this, guys, do you, do you, do you, Nino's Corner. I am out. Audi 5000.